this is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Hi, Chip and Brittany. This is Chelsea. I'm loving the podcast so far. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this and offer this to those of us parents who've been parents a long time or like me, not a long time. Um, I do have a question that I thought of after listening to the first couple podcast episodes. I wondered if you could talk about how you lessen the fear that comes with becoming a parent, the fear of messing up, the fear of what could happen to your child. As a mom, the fear is constant, I'm finding out. Um, It's never ending, the fear that you can let kind of take over your thoughts. And kind of going along with that, another question I had is, how do you feel like you're doing enough as a parent? It's so hard to feel like you're doing enough as a working parent. Um, How do you strike up that balance? I know that you guys talked about how you had a two-parent working family growing up, and how, how did you strike that balance of, you know, feeling like you're working hard enough and feeling like you're being a parent um, enough and you're there enough as a parent because no matter what you have to miss out on some things so if you could discuss those topics I would be really interested to hear your thoughts thank you guys Welcome back, everybody, to uh, another episode of the Roots and Wings podcast. And um, man, my heart just kind of exploded right there because that was one of our first voicemails uh, from a listener. And Chelsea actually is my childhood best friend. She's probably my longest friend. And um, so to hear her, um, it's been fun to watch her um, step into this role of being a mom and um and to hear her kind of be open about some of her her fears of things. And um, first of all, she's an amazing mom. So it's interesting to hear her say things like that. But um, I, it's funny that we're talking about, um, you know, how do you kind of overcome or deal with some of the fears of, of not, of having kids and not messing up or um, as a parent and, well, the reason I don't have kids is because of this. So I feel like I don't have much to so, say because I'm like, these are great points, Chelsea. And that's why I have no children. <laughs> hey, thanks for sharing, Chelsea. Thanks for keeping me from going yeah. down that path. Yeah. So yeah. I am really interested. <laughs> I, I, I really am thinking like, I I don't have much to say here, but I'm... I trust So dad you're going that, like, yeah, dad, what about that? Yeah, dad, why in the world should I have children? Um, oh. But I'm excited to hear your thoughts. I know we kind of talked just briefly about it. Hmm. So um, what are your initial thoughts, dad, well, when you hear from Chelsea? Because you yeah, know Chelsea, too. And, I do. I, um, yeah. 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 Um, well, I'm sure you appreciate Chelsea just sharing her heart and even her fear and anxiety. You know, I guess I, I'd, I'll start this by saying... And if you're a parent, then you know this already. This is not news to you. But parenting is not for cowards. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a hard job. And it is. There are aspects of it that are pretty fearful, <laughs> pretty uh, anxiety-ridden. Um, you know, they give you these babies, 
but they don't give you an owner's manual that comes with them. They don't that give is you. So a, rude. They I don't give like you a course. Should, you know, yeah. you got to take a test to to drive a car. You've got to, you know. But you anybody can become a parent. So yeah, what about that? You know, what I mean, how does that work? And I, I guess what I what I want to say first for Chelsea and for everybody listening is that I think you need to know that n- no parent is a perfect parent. I think we all parent. Um, organically, the way, you know, we, we parent the way we were parented, you know, or we, you know, we draw from different things, but it's, but nobody's going to be perfect. And, uh, it's, it's not a matter of if you'll blow it. It's a matter of when you'll blow it and how many times. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So that's, uh, I, I mean, that's bad news. That's good news. That's just, that's just what it is. That's just life. You know, parenting is, can be messy. Uh, but you also need to know that I, and I say this all the time, you've heard me say this on the podcast, I say it to people at, in workshops and at concerts, that you are a better parent than you think you are. I believe there's something cosmic and even spiritual, supernatural that happens when children come into your life, whether they're biological or adopted or fostered. I'm convinced that there are insights and talents and intuitions that are triggered somewhere deep inside of us that God has placed there long, you know, long in advance, way in advance for us to use to love, nurture, and care for the children that He's given us to be part of our family. And, and I realize, I say that, people go, oh, yeah, that's a lot of hocus pocus. And, you know, yeah, there's some faith in that. I mean, there's a spiritual aspect of that that I absolutely believe in, and you either believe it or you don't. Um, I believe it. But then as I was researching a little bit with this for this topic I got I got I did some research and I found a couple articles that I thought were really interesting and kind of support my theory <laughs> that um, that there are things in us that God has given us um, I found this uh, article um, this is from the uh, I'll, I'll post the link for this article but basically it's it's talking about how, we, for women, as they, when they become pregnant, as their body is changing in so many different ways, one of the things that's changing is their brains. They actually become hmm, that's interesting. more maternal. Um, their, their brains actually change. There's actually things happening in their brains that actually cause them to be uh, able to be more nurturing, more caring, and even there's an, uh, more anxious. There's an anxiety level that will, will go up, and that's maybe part of what even Chelsea's experiencing too. And I'm sure Chelsea's read the article. She's, she's a studious person. So. She writes articles. She writes, <laughs> that's right. She, Chelsea's a journalist. So, but, so there's scientific studies that have proven that um, becoming a parent, you actually do undergo a transformation in your brains. And now you would say, you might say, in fact, we were talking about this before we hit record and Britain, you said, what about for men? Mm-hmm. Uh, good question. Because you do know, everybody knows women go through this incredible transformation. It's, 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 the woman uh, may not think it's so incredible. <laughs> well, it may not be fun, but it's really incredible. I mean, to me, it's, it's, mir- mir- it's a miracle, I think, how it works. But uh, it, it is. we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And, uh, yeah, so I, what about the guys? Well, for guys, so what happens? They're just, well, it turns out that they've also done studies on men who become are becoming fathers 
And as early as the, the middle of a woman's pregnancy, they've studied men's brains and they see that their brains are changing as well. Hmm. It, isn't that interesting? Very interesting. I mean, just by being in that environment, in that um, in that scenario of being close to their their wife, their partner having a baby, and there's some transformation that's happening mm-hmm. in their brains as well. That's interesting. And it's I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. I love I love when they're like science backs up what I believe God is doing. Like there's evidence uh, of what he's doing and people are, whether they're recognizing it as something um, that's supernatural and that's totally your choice. Um, I think I choose to believe that God is doing something and that's part of the Mm -hmm. evidence of what he's doing. He says, Hey, I'm never going to put you in a situation and, and not and not enlarge your heart or your mind. I'm never going to put you somewhere and disarm you to be able to handle it. And um, I say again, I say all of this, even trying to encourage myself someday, though, <laughs> that 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 as you step into this phase of life, you know, I believe, I guess, any phase of life, anything you're dealing with, I believe that not only is he going to be there with you, he's already been there, but he's also going to give you everything you need, um, create places of your heart and your mind to take on um, such an important uh, role. And I also wanted to say, I this may not be something that we've talked about before, but I don't know. I think the fact that I respect Chelsea and my other friends who have um, recently become um, moms, you know, they've all kind of expressed to me at one point this fear. And I respect the fact that you recognize that because I think to me that right there just shows me that you are a good mom, that you are a good parent, that you have, you're taking upon this responsibility. I I remember having a conversation with another good friend of mine. She just had uh, a little boy and she told me she had a conversation with her mom, maybe right before she got pregnant with him or something. And she was saying like, mom, you know, I'm just afraid because I realized that this is not just a person, it's a soul. And there's this mm. life, this just huge, hugeness that comes with this. And her mm. mom said, well, that's how you know you're ready. When mm. you recognize that. How big ha- it is. How big it is. Mm. That's how you know you're ready. And so right. I think the fact that you're even having that, when you even have these conversations and even have these moments, it's. I think that in itself shows that God's working in you and he's He's preparing something for you and you're a better, you're a better parent by even having that concern because you realize you want to give your best. You want to do your all and um, because it's not just about you. It's, you have this person and this soul. And um, yeah, so right. I say that to be encouraged by just even having that, that thought, yeah, that feeling. I think that's very good. You know, the, the fact that they're asking that question means that they're ready. That's great advice from a mom to a mom, you know. Mm-hmm. So I hope that's encouraging for our listeners and for Chelsea. I think... Um, the other thing, you know, so where, where's the fear come from? And I think one of the things Chelsea said is how do you manage the fear or overcome the fear? Um, I think that, so first of all, recognizing it's there uh, means that you are taking this role seriously, obviously, and you, you feel the weight of it. And um, so how do you manage that? It doesn't necessarily go away. You know, you don't really want that to go away. You want to carry the weight, obviously. And I think... Um, one of the things that we 
we need to just encourage you with this thought is that I believe children are incredibly resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I think back on my parenting, my children, I can think of many times when I just did not do it well. And I said the wrong thing at the wrong time, I or I didn't say something when I should have, or I lost my temper or whatever it was, you know, and there's a hundred things and I wish I could go back and change. See, I don't, I know I've said this before, but right. I don't feel that way. Right. Like, and that's my point. You, you and I, I love that you're here. We can have this conversation. You're my daughter <laughs> and you're saying that, but I know I blew it with you. I, I mean, there are many times, but you're, but here's the, my, this proof, my point. Children are resilient. They they will bounce back. I mean, take it seriously, carry the weight of it, but know that there's grace. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the point, that there's grace. God gives us what we need to parent our kids, but he knows we're going to screw it up at times. Sure. And so he also gives us grace and mercy. And look, we will become better parents as it goes along. And in fact, that maybe is what's good about us doing a podcast is I've kind of done this. And, you know, you have friends that are just beginning. You're, you know, potentially just beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. No pressure. What? No pressure, Britt. <laughs> I, no, but, I just zoned out. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> we're on two ends of the spectrum. But, I mean, we are bringing, um, trying to bring just... Oh, sort of a world or a life of wisdom and experience to this whole thing. Again, mm-hmm. not experts. We've just done it wrong every way. So we can tell you maybe how to do it right. But I guess the point of this is all to say, don't be too freaked out about, what if I screw up? You just, you will, and it, but your kids are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And don't don't worry too much about, about breaking them or, you know, messing them up. I just think you're going to be okay with that. Rest in that. Find grace. Ask for forgiveness when you goof uh, mm-hmm. up with your kids. I mean, as I, I think I've, I, I, I've apologized to my kids at different times for, you know, doing diff- doing things the wrong way. But here's, okay. I'll tell. Can I tell one story where I really felt badly in my parenting with you? Is it when I broke my leg and you never took me to the hospital? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, that's the only one I think about. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of another one when you broke your wrist. Oh, I like to break things, apparently. Uh, well, well, he, well, the story goes like this. We were, um, we were out, we, we were uh, at our church doing, it was an outdoor kind of event. Kids were outside playing in the parking lot, running around. And it was, uh, there were, was somebody on a bike out there, a kid on a bike. And there, Brittany had a ball and you guys were playing. And we were just sitting around outside having a kind of a cookout thing there. And... You collided with the bike somehow. You backed into it. I was on a skateboard and sitting on a skateboard and I was going backwards with my hands. I don't know why. I did a lot of stupid stuff like that, which is why I broke things. And so your hand got ran over by the bike? No, I stuck my hand in the bike wheel and then she didn't know. And then she just went with it. Okay. So obviously there's the scenario. Yikes. Um, I didn't see it happen. Brittany comes over crying, holding her wrist to me. How old did you think you were? Maybe I was five. You were five. Oh my gosh, my heart. So anyway, she comes over crying, and now, and now here's the thing you got to know about my daughter Brittany. She has was always the dramatic kid in our family. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're least, talking about. <laughs> the least little thing was oh my god. 
I think I remember telling mom that I pulled a finger muscle one time. <laughs> pulled a finger muscle. <laughs> Opening up the fridge and I was like, I, I pulled, pulled a finger, finger muscle. So there, you maybe have a kid like that. So she was the dramatic one. And then, so there would be, you know, 10 times a day she'd come to me with, oh, no. And I, oh, it's okay. I'll kiss it. Make it better. It's all good. So she comes over to me and, you know, crying, holding her wrist. I looked at it. It looked fine. I didn't, you know, I mean, it looked like there was a little red. A little red. And I was like, oh, and I'm like, no, you're okay. I gave you a hug. And, and you just kept on crying. And I said, Brittany, you straighten up. <laughs> you knock it off. I don't, I, kinda, re- I don't remember that. I, I do. And the reason I remember it is because how the story ends. So... I kind of scold you for crying, and I go play. You go play at the kids. <laughs> My arm hurts. And I was like, "You just go play," and you left. <laughs> you know. So we go home. We come home from church, and and you're still, you know, holding and crying and trying not to cry because I'm yell. I yelled at you for crying, and um, you're okay. So uh, backstory a little bit. So your grandfather, your grandpa Striefler, Mary mm-hmm. Beth's dad, he's a, he was a veterinarian, medical, medically trained person. So we come home and he's there and um, he looked at Brittany's wrist and he said, you know, I think this is broken. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And so they took you to the emergency room. Her mom ran you to the emergency room. I stayed with the others. And you came home with a cast. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, I felt so but bad. The, but, I mean, truth is, you're even saying, like, I scolded you. And I remember breaking my wrist. Like, I was five and I have that room. But you don't remember. But me. I don't remember you yelling at me. Like, I don't remember any of that. And well, so, so there it is. A real life story of how there's grace. That yeah. God just covers us in grace. Yeah. And you've always, you've told me this many times. You know, it's not... What you know, it's not really what situation you're in, it's how you handle yourself. And so, the fact that knowing maybe give like let that be freedom to us all to Mm -hmm. know that we're not perfect, right? And like we will mess up, and the freedom that comes from the grace of God that He says, Hey, I'm I'm gonna cover that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna not just cover it, but I'm gonna continue to do good things Mm -hmm. despite that. I'm gonna work in that, and I'm gonna come alongside you. And because He's not here just for you, He's here for your kids too. Yeah, He loves your kids more than you do, and He knows them better. Well, as I was saying, and as we were chatting before we hit record, you know, I can't imagine being a parent for me without having a sense of being able to pray and ask God for wisdom and for grace and for His presence in in our family and in our life. I mean, to me, it was just incredible resource to have have that, and uh, I couldn't imagine for me personally, I couldn't imagine being going through that journey without Him in mm. in my life. So I, you know, gosh, I mean, I know Chelsea <laughs> knows that too. So, and all those, all of you that are listening, I mean, I just want to encourage you to, if you feel alone in this, just know you're not alone. Not like Brittany alone. said, I'm going to walk with you in it. He, and God is in that with you. So you're not. And so cry out for that. I believe God will, you know, meet us in that place. And in the same way, I think. Don't be afraid to have these honest conversations with the parents around you. I think I've even noticed like when I first got married, um, you know, I had I thought there were things that Jeff and I were struggling with that only like only Jeff and I struggled with. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I started kind of getting over the, you know, I kind of humbled myself and started having conversations with people. I quickly realized that 
wow, we, on some level, everyone's kind of been there. And it, it also brought this freedom um, that it's, that it's not just us and I mm-hmm. could learn from one another. So right. I, I know there's sometimes like mom groups or, and, and, and they focus a lot on moms and I, and I know why, but like dads are just as much part of that or, right. you know, so continue Absolutely. to find people who are maybe in your same circle of life and right. don't be afraid to be open. Um, and mm-hmm. I, that's scary to be a little bit vulnerable, but if you can find people you trust to do that with, I think you're going to find peace to know that you're not alone um, mm-hmm. because Yes, God's covering you, but man, there's people all around you who are in the same boat and um, to also learn from one another, which is what I hope this podcast is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's let's address um, the second part of Chelsea's question, and that was, how do you know if you're doing enough? Um, she, she mentioned the idea of two parents, both parents working, um, and uh, I, I kind of feel like there's plenty of families out there that are doing that. There's some single moms out there, hmm. single dads maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of demand on our lives as parents and breadwinners and providers. So how do you know if you're doing enough? And here's the thing. I'm not sure um, we ever feel like we're doing enough, <laughs> even if you weren't a two-parent um, career So even family. if you were with them right. 24-7. I think that feeling is going to be there because we always want to be the very best for our kids. We always want to give our kids more. It's in our hearts to make that happen. And all, But all we can ever do is just give them the very best that we have today. And, you know, just and let that growing begin. We're sowing the seeds, we're nurturing, we're doing, like I said, organically what we feel can be the best that I can give to you today. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about this, uh, I think, in a previous podcast about just uh, when we talked about the less is more podcast. You know, I, I know that there were times in our family's lives when I didn't have, we didn't have a lot of resources, a lot of money to work with. And I felt bad about that because we weren't, I did felt like we weren't giving you kids what <laughs> you really needed. And you chimed in and said, I never felt that way. I never yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, so I think, again, that idea that kids are resilient, kids are going to, they're going to be fine. So you Mm -hmm. just give them the best that you can give them. Yeah. And and being a kid with um, growing up in a household of two working parents, um, again, I I never felt like, because the truth is you guys always, uh, I I think you kind of probably had to prioritize this, but you were always there for what mattered most to me. You mm-hmm. know, I think you, by having conversations with me and knowing me, um, you know, I think you kind of knew what I needed most. And right. um, I know that, I mean, I remember leaving lunches and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, you took time out of your work day to come, you know, run it to me or, you know, mom did or whatnot. And mm-hmm. so... Well, we tried to go, you know, to the all of your all of you kids events, sports events, um, plays, you know, even whatever. when you weren't able to go to right. All, I was, I was you just weren't. gonna, I was just gonna yeah. say, I know I missed some things yeah, too, I knew, and I, I mean, you, there's just no way. Right. You had three kids, we all played sports or different kind of things, and but I think one thing, like even when you weren't there, 
you let me know that you wish you could be. Like I did everything s- I could to be yeah. connected to the event, whether it's to call you and ask you how it went or make sure that I touched base with you and got your feedback and also just communicated to you that I was thinking of you, <laughs> even though I wasn't there in person. The fact that you can't be everywhere all the time and sometimes the best thing for your kids is maybe, you know, working and having, you know, being able to provide things for them. But um, that, yeah. that's a good thing, too. Right. And I think it's just prioritizing. Like you said, we, we did, Mom and I, we, were, we tried to really prioritize things and we tried to split um, things up. I can do this. You do that. Okay, good, good, good. We got that covered. I mean, you got to be strategic, creative. And just communicate a lot with your kids, you know, just what's going on and, and, and just let them know that you are, if you're not there in person, you're definitely with them in spirit and in heart, you know. I think that's important, that communication thing. Again, it seems like the word communication comes up so much in this idea of parenting and effective parenting. I think it comes up when you deal with people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's how we... And also, I think... Um, this um, idea, this this thing ran through my head while you were talking that it takes a village to raise a child. That that hmm. idea that it, we're not really doing it alone. I mean, we, I mean, we. I think when you were re- relating how you thought it was so good for women and moms and dads to get together and just share, be honest and open. This community, this sense of community. Um, if I would encourage anyone listening, if you if you feel like you're doing it alone. To, to somehow look around you and see if there a way you can connect with a, with a church community, with a school community, with a neighborhood community. Uh, I, I just think it's important to find, find that somehow if, if you're you know, living away from your family or away from your town or mm-hmm. where you grew up. I think as much as possible. Yeah, or absolutely. And even just right Right on. We have a website, Roots and Wings Podcast. Um, you know, you can respond to that. We have a Facebook. You can write on our Facebook. Right. Um, you know, we want to make this a community for you. So even though you may not live next door um, to us, I don't even live next door to my dad. So um, <laughs> even if you don't live next door, know that there's people, man, all right. across who are, are with you and I, cheering yeah. you. And we're cheering you on. And we are. Man, Chelsea. I'm your biggest fan, girl. You know I'm cheering you on. So um, it's it is exciting um, to talk about this, though, and and encouraging. And to be honest, I don't think this podcast. You're not going to listen to this and be like, "Well, I feel so much better, and I have no fear because I'm still just as I'm afraid. healed. Yeah, I'm still just as I'm, afraid right now I'm as cured. at the beginning of the podcast to uh, not have children. Like I'm still there, right. but at the same time. You know, just because we have feelings, um, it doesn't mean that they have to hold us back from something. There still can be freedom in the fear, um, knowing that God's with you, He's for you, He's cre- He will never send you into something without equipping you. you he will never let you miss moments without filling in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's people, we're not made to do life alone. I believe that. And so there's people all around you to be a part of this community because you need them and right. they need you. So, yeah, good. One, one more thought I had in this, on this part of, you know, how, how do we know we're doing enough? I think sometimes what drives the the, um, the the anxiousness or the anxiety that we're not doing enough is when we um, fall into this trap of comparing 
ourselves or our families, our kids hmm. with another family or hmm. some other kids. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I think it's it's great to read up on what others are doing, articles, listen to podcasts like this, what people might be doing, um, learn about new resources available for parents and families and kids. But at the end of the day, your kids are your kids and they're not someone else's. They can't be someone else's. They live in your house. They live in your town, your community. They're part of your family culture your family traditions, your heritage, um, they're yours. And, and, and you are a part, uh, they're a part of, you know, your tribe, who you are. So um, right. try to find confidence in this thought that God knows you and he knows your children even better than you. And he knows what they need and when they'll need it. And mm-hmm. he's decided you are the perfect person to give them what they need. And that's why you're their mom or their dad. Yeah, and... I, I love that point, you know, about comparing and those kind of things. And I think it's so, in today's world, too, with social media, it's so easy to find sources to compare. You don't yeah. even have to look next door. You just look on your phone. Right. So, um, right. yeah, that's a challenge. The perfect Instagram life. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and nobody's life is. is as perfect as that. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. So. Yeah. Well, I hope... Um, this has been encouraging for you listeners and Chelsea I hope we've answered your questions well I'm sure you and Brittany will be chatting (laughs) (laughs) I hope so Uh, the truth is I love I was thinking about this when she sent this in I guess our goal is not to answer your question because I don't know if there are answers to these things but it is we hope to bring forth discussion right well in fact Chelsea's question she said and I did a little editing (laughs) she said I hope you guys could uh, answer this or discuss this. <laughs> she changed it, which is exactly right, because we don't really have we don't have a, a lot of answers. We have more questions than answers, yeah. but we really like the idea of talking about it and being community yeah. and family. So let this conversation conversation let this conversation spur conversation outside right. of the podcast world and just keep keep diving in because you all Man, I believe what Dad says. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah. You're a better parent than you think you, you are. are awesome. and your brains are changing by the minute. Yeah. <laughs> you're losing your minds. No, 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 you're doing great. Well, listen, if you have a question or a comment or you want to do what Chelsea did and send us your thought and ask us a, a topic, you can send it to us um, with a, a little voicemail on your phone, a little voice memo, just email mm-hmm. it to us, and you can send that to... Yeah, you can send it to me at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, at chipbrichter.com, or uh, they can send it to you, Dad, at chip, C-H-I-P, at chipbrichter.com. That's it. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks, Br- guys. Brittany, thanks for being with me today. Yeah, it's been real fun. Good Let's go get some more coffee. <laughs> All right.